Woke up this morning feeling fine. Got Man United on my mind. Ollie's playing the way United should. Oh, yeah. Skinny nigga, I my shoes and work. They be talking like say the machine don't work. Like we never bang it in a traffic in a... Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Canon Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Ade. I'm here with the usual lads, Steve. Good evening, people. Ife. Yeah. And kids. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, indeed. <laughs> Welcome to the party, indeed, lads. Um, since we last recorded, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Um, there's been a 6-1. At Old Trafford, a 6 1 Moulin, I should say, at Old Trafford. There's been a 7 2. Mate, what adjective have I got for that one? Anyone got anything for me? Destruction. Huh? Huh? What did he say? <laughs> a sexual reference. Demolishing. Of Liverpool at, um, where was that? Villa Park. <laughs> yeah. Most, more importantly, lads, we've, um, We've we've only gone and pulled off an absolute amazing deadline day signing. I'm sure you all know by now, Arsenal have signed Thomas Party, the Ghanaian international, 27 years old, on a long-term contract. Um, a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. I think the best place to start, it has to be none other than Mr. Gids himself, you know. What? He, he believed this whole summer in AFC oh. Bowl. AFC Bell said that, yeah, he's coming from the beginning. We all laughed at him. We said, kids, like, you're a joke, man. What's wrong with you? You're, you're taking a piss, like, come on. But you believed. You believed. Out of all of us, you're the only one that believed. Do you know what it was? I, I don't even know why I found this AFC Bell guy's account. But there was something about his... He was speaking with so much authority and aggression that he knew this was happening. And I thought, I've never seen any in the know speak like this. He was like... Um, He's going to become an Arsenal player. He's already agreed terms, this and that. I was thinking, I'm going to give this guy a follow. I've just been following him. I was sending him the tweets to you guys. You guys weren't having it. Rightly so, to be fair, because it just seemed like waffle at the time. But, mate, he was right all along. He was right all along. I'm fam that... I'm, I'm ecstatic, man. I'm ecstatic. I can't lie. Like, I feel like we've replaced, finally replaced Vieira. I don't think he's as good oh, as Vieira. Oh, my No, 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 no. When I say I, that... When I say that, I don't think he's as good as Vieira, but I think in terms of that stature, a player that can do that, that box-to-box, um, someone that's athletic, good physically, mm. Mm. I think it's a, repl- it's a replacement. But like, we're not going to get Vieira again. I don't even think there's, like, there's not a lot of players in the world that's as good as Vieira, but mm. we've got someone that can do what Vieira could do for us. Maybe not at the same level, but we take it. Do you know what I'm saying? We take it. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm completely happy. Completely happy. I don't know why a lot of teams weren't in for him, but he came to Arsenal and... Um, yeah, man, he's put Ghana on the map, so that's why I'm even more happy. I can't lie. When I'm seeing all these videos with the Ghana flag, I'm hearing it. But um, yeah, man, I'm ecstatic. I can't lie. I'm ecstatic. Uh, lads, let's take you through our timeline. Let's take you through the TWC timeline of the events. So it was, um, what is it today? It was Sunday evening, and all of us went to bed, you know, at our respective times. We were all very, um, very upset going to bed. Certain guys were airing the group chat because they were so upset. 
certain guys were waking up at 3 a.m. because they couldn't believe what was going on. I think that was um, that was you, Mr. Steve. Do you want to kind of just let let us know what was going on through your mind at 3 a.m.? Yes. Yeah, so it was, um, I woke up at 3am because I was just, I was restless about the whole situation. We knew that Torreira was going to leave on loan. We knew that Kunduzi could potentially leave at the time we, we weren't sure. Um, so that left us with three midfielders. That, that, um, yeah, three midfielders, one on loan, Ceballos, Xhaka and Elneny. That's not good enough. Joe Willock as well, to be fair. Joe Willock as well, sorry. Um, that's not good enough. So I was worried. I woke up to see that Awa had spoken to the press after his game against Marseille, the 1-1 draw, and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm staying because um, this is the club that gave me everything and this, that, and I was, I was, I was heartbroken. Because prior, prior to that, the, the night before, we'd seen the report saying that the deal was off. Hmm. I didn't believe that. I did not want to believe that. And he came out and said, that, and I thought, oh, God, it's really, truly off. Like, it's done. So... I was in I was in despair. I was rattled. I couldn't even work Monday morning. And then Charlie Watts comes onto my timeline. Arsenal making a late move for Thomas Partey. Okay, that. let me cut you there. Let me cut you there. So we're all fairly optimistic, I'd say. A certain number of the group, he wasn't having it. If it would you like to take the floor? Yeah, I just wasn't. I just wasn't having it because this guy, I've never heard of this guy before. Steve said he's a Arsenal respondent. He reports on Arsenal. But, like, there's only certain guys that I trust as credible. So I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to get excited until I see that we've activated his release clause or that he's flying for his medical from one of the reliable reliable guys. That's when I'll start believing. All right, let me cut you there. Let me cut you there. So... A few more reporters, they start reporting on it. They're saying it's happening, something's going on. We're all, is it happening? Is it not? Me and Steve started getting gassed. We made a call. This was around 1 p.m. We're like, something must be happening because all these reporters can't be reporting nothing. A certain, I don't really even want to say this guy's name, a certain reporter out there, here we go, started saying stuff like, oh, it's not happening. Nothing's on the floor. Nothing's on the table. All right. So anyway, fast forward, long story short, long story short, we end up getting our guy. How important was this signing for Arsenal to make? Yeah, this was this was very important to make, especially given the fee as well. Um, mm. he's, he's shown a few times, well, when I've watched him in the Champions League, that he's a, he's a good player, a really good player, and then he can hold his own, especially on that stage. That performance away at Anfield was exceptional. Mm. Thought him doing a bit of everything: um, long passing, short passing, dribbling out of tight spaces, anticipating um, passes—just a bit of everything, everything that you wanted to see. And that, for me, solidified it. I remember he had a great game against Real Madrid. I think the season before, in like a nil-nil. Um, but yeah, man, we needed to make the signing because if we hadn't have done, he was going to sign a new contract with Atletico and he would have been unobtainable for us. So yeah, in terms of the profile of player, he's perfect. Um, like Gid said, we've not really had somebody of this sort of stature in our midfield for years. Mm. And yeah, in terms of where we want to go and building this team, we this is an amazing signing, honestly. I can't speak highly enough of it. I'm so happy. 
So, Giz, let me let me go back to you. You likened him to Patrick Vieira. I know you're not saying he is a Patrick Vieira, or whatever. Midfield general, I think that's the best way we can we can describe him. In terms of tactically, what does he offer for Arsenal? Does this change where we think we're going to finish at the end of the season? I think tactically, it gives us more freedom in terms of what we can do and what certain formations we can do. Because I think Thomas Partey will be comfortable in the double pivot. And I would be comfortable seeing Thomas Partey with, let's say, for example, Ceballos. Mm. Thinking that could be okay. Because I know Thomas Partey's got the physicality, he's athletic, and he's got an engine to be able to work in a double pivot. So, and also, if we want to switch it up, we can use him to do a 4-3-3. <clears throat> put Jacques at the base, put him as a box-to-box with Ceballos on the other side of him. So there's different there's different things we can now explore with a player like Partey. And that's why I really wanted him because I feel like in certain games we might need to be a bit more defensive. Partey can work in different positions. Certain games we might want to be a bit more on the front foot. We could just put a double pivot. It's not a problem. So <clears throat> in that sense, I think tactically it gives us a bit more freedom. And in terms of where we're going to finish, I, I believe we're going to finish top four, personally. I yeah. think this, this signing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, this is what I think. I'm not saying it's facts, but if you're asking me what I think, I'm not going to shy away from it. I think we can finish top four, yeah. I think this signing is going to help us with our problem that we're having in the midfield. He can progress play as well. He's really good with his feet, so he can. he's a good ball carrier. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to help. And I always felt like we could have got top four without party. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I just wasn't saying it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, feel, I felt like we could. But now we've got party. I think, I think we're going to do it personally. Maybe I have a lot of belief in my team. It, may, it might be. But I believe in my manager a lot. I believe in Arteta a lot. So I think I think we can get top four, yeah. Yeah, Phil, what do you think about that? Um, I, def- I definitely think it's possible. Like, um, like I said last week. What, top four? Yeah, it's, 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 poss- it's possible. I wouldn't put us as favourites. or, But I say that we can definitely challenge for it. Mm. Um. Like I said last week, I, f- I thought if we didn't get any of those signings, it would have been near impossible because we would have had to rely on players to play above their expectations. But like Kids just said, with Party, we've got that free like it's opened a lot of things up for us tactically and systematically and personnel wise. And um it should allow it should give other players in the team freedom to maybe be a bit more creative and stuff like that. And it could also and yeah, but um, it's still going to be a bit of a challenge because we don't really have like a real kind of like final ball merchant, let me say, like in midfield. Like we've kind of got it in, our, the closest thing we have to that is like Pepe on the wings and um, Ozil if we do decide to bring him back into the team. But yeah, it's, I mean, our top four chances are alive at this point. So it's a, it is a good, it's a very good signing. I think for me personally, I said prior that um, I think Party would be the more important signing for us. I think Awa is more of a a luxury player, a player that kind of um, not to say that he doesn't work as hard or anything like that, but he's he's like you know like the source. He's kind of like the source that you need in a team, but I think. What we've seen over the years at Arsenal is that it's very important to have a spine and to have like, like certain staple mark players that are in the team. Parties missed what? I think they said three games in the past. How many seasons was it, Steve? I swear you're the one that said it. Yeah, it's only what he's missed one game through injury in the last three seasons. One game through injury in the last three seasons. That's incredible. So 
if you've got a span of, let's say, if you look at championship teams, Gary Neville always used to bang on about how important it is for them to have a, a spine throughout the team, etc. So we've now got a spine of, let's say, Burnt Leno, um, Gabriel is very early, but he's looked good. He's looked very solid as a defender. We've got um, Thomas Party now in the midfield. We've got Aubameyang up front. We've got, um, who else? We've got... Um, That's more the spine, really. That is that is basically the spine. We've got players like Saka, who we got to sign a new contract um, earlier this year. We've got guys like... I don't know. It, the team just seems to be coming together. And if you add someone like Awa to a team like that, it's only going to get better. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we've got the necessary players. So, um, yeah, like you guys have said, it's a great signing for us. It's a great signing. Like, I don't remember the last midfield general we can say that we've had. Obviously, it's very early days. He hasn't started playing. It, it could turn out horribly. Look at Pepe, for example. Like, I'm not saying Pepe is not going to come good, but we don't know that it's going to be a success yet. So, um, no, it's great. It's great. It's great. I'm, I'm very optimistic for the future. And just to quickly add before, like, we move on or touch on whatever, mm. I feel like people or fans who are kind of maybe who are worried or were complaining about the price tag and for someone his age and stuff like that, if you look at someone like, off the top of my head, um, Fernandinho, mm. Fernandinho came to City like very late in his career when he was like, what, 28 or something like that? And obviously, like he cost a lot, he costs like 30 mil or something like that, so it's a lot like less than if what you, we've paid. Yeah. If but, you look at the importance of a player like that in, yeah, and, so and even what, how old is he now? Is he like 33, 34? Yeah. And okay, like he has dropped off a little bit, but up until like last year, so he he still gave them a good like five, four to five years of like sort of play. And to be honest, I don't think they care because they obviously won multiple trophies with him in the side, so I don't really see. The fifty mil for or forty five mil for a twenty seven year old holder midfield. I didn't really see it as a problem. If it Even works on, on that point, if you look at like our rivals, you look at you mentioned Fernandino and the City side. You can see how important he is to their success. You look at someone like Fabinho and Liverpool side. You see how important he's been. It seems as though Party can be that kind of midfielder for us. Do you get what I'm saying? If we get like an Awa or someone of similar profile in the next window or over the over the course of the next year, bro, who, who knows what this side can do? And even again, um, Van Dyke, how old was he when Liverpool bought him? He was at twenty seven when he or twenty six. Yeah, one yeah. Or two. It's, it's, I think it's different for defenders. Though. I think defenders, like they, I think it's I think it's worse for defenders because midfielders have. There, there's a lot of data showing midfielders playing into their late thirties and still playing at a high level. But, no, that's but I think, I think defenders are typically better the older they get. Yeah, maybe. But like in terms of like how, obviously, like it's no one's talking about Van Dijk's price taken anymore. But obviously, yeah. people were before. But spending seventy five mil on a 26, 27 year old defender is it is a, it is a bit risky. I mean, United did it with Maguire on 80 million on the 26-year-old as well, and that's not worked out. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Just had to right, let's, let's rate our transfer window as a whole. So we managed to get Gabriel. If you guys want to include the Sabayas loan, we can do that. Pablo Marie on a permanent. Cedric on a permanent. Um, Willian on a free. There's someone I'm missing. Is that it? And then Thomas Partey. Gabriel. 
Yeah, I said Gabriel and the goalkeeper as well. I've actually forgotten his name. Forgive me. So as a whole, are you guys happy with that window? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm all right. I'd say it's like a. I'd say like a high six, low seven. I don't really want to say six because it makes that makes it sound bad, but I don't really feel like it deserves a seven. So that's why I'm saying that. But I feel like um, if we got our our in, or even even if, like not even just our, if we manage to get if we don't on these signings, and we got a creative type midfielder, I would I would say it would been it was a very good window. But because like I don't know, you could say we dilly dallied or we struggled to because we struggled to sell players or whatnot. Mm. Um, we weren't able to do get one done in time. But um, I feel like it, that would have been like the icing the cake. That would have given me real confidence. But you, you like you take what you're given. That like, we managed to um, get in. We, we we managed to address a lot of our areas and like the two kind of marquee signings. So far, God Gabriel's looked like he's he's going to be a good he's a good player, and hopefully, parties that is going to be good as well. So, it's been a good window, but not like amazing or great or anything like that. Steve Gibbs. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with him. I'd say like maybe a seven. Um, I think Awa would have made would have been the icing on top. Um, yeah, I'm happy that we didn't sort of panic and go for. An alternative. I was worried about that. Um, hopefully, we go back in for him. Because um, if that's the profile player we want, and we were, we're so desperate, we're so keen on getting him. Hopefully, we we stick stick to that and go back for a bit. Maybe next summer, maybe January. Who knows? They're not in any European competitions, and if things really go sour at Lyon, maybe we could go back in January. I don't know. So yeah, I'd say seven. Um. Yeah, I think I agree with the lads as well. I'm going to go over seven. <clears throat> but I think in the grand scheme of things, it's, it has been a good window. It has been a good window because notoriously already, Arsenal don't really have money. We don't really spend big. But in a pandemic, we've had to sack a lot of our staff and all of that stuff. So it looked like it was tight. So to be able to make, make a marquee sign in like Thomas Party, that that's good. And also I look at the value for money as well. Like We spent 45 million on a top, a top centre mid on Party. We spent like 25 or something like that. Below 30 for Gabriel, who's looked really good, and he's 22. Like, let's, let's not forget that. Like, he's got a long way to go, and he's really looking good. He managed to get Sabayos back on another loan deal, which is very crucial for us, because we needed him. We needed another CM. So at least you can look at it and say that we've got two CMs this season. I know Sabayos was there last season, but it's not a given that we keep him again. So you have to give the, the club credit for getting that loan done. Um, and then also signing Aubameyang Aban- to a new contract. All of these things we have to consider it because this was this was it wasn't guaranteed that like, we could have actually and got Saka as well. And, and Saka and Martinelli. And Martinelli. Like, we, like obviously we don't we don't really give it that much praise because we really have these players, so we just we just take it for granted. But Abamian could have left this summer. He actually mm. could have gone. And then we would have been back to square one. So I, in all in all, when I look at it, I have to give it a strong seven. I'm very happy that we managed to get party. I'm very happy we kept Abamian. I'm happy we brought back um, Ceballos. I'm happy with the value of the deal for Gabriel, for a young player. No one's really talking about that much because the value is good. If he was an £80 million player, he would be scrutinised a lot. But because he was just 20, he's managed to play his game and he's playing more. Long may it continue. So in that aspect, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a strong seven. I think, the, I think the club did well in the grand scheme of things and especially in the pandemic. 
Cool. All right, lads, we'll come back onto Arsenal. But let's get onto this um this weekend's fixtures. So as I said in the intro, we saw a lot of funny results. A lot of funny results. Let's start at um let's start at Manchester United, Old Trafford. I think 30 seconds in, they go 1-0 up to a Bruno Fernandes penalty. The game ended 6-1 to Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, he wants to talk us through this. I think it should. <laughs> Why do you always want me to talk it through the game? You Bro. know what I'm going to say, guys. You know what I'm going to speak about. I know you love the United segments, isn't it? So... No, it's not even that I love it, bro. Like, it's just it's just basics. This one for me, there was a lot of basics that just wasn't done properly for, for me. So, okay, they've gone one new up. Cool. I there was a poor penalty to give away by Sanchez, but it was a penny. Like we can't. Although we always talk about VAR, Penandez, da da da, that was a penny. Mm. So he stuck it away nicely, and I'm thinking, all right, cool. Yeah, Man United. I think they're going to win this game. At that point, I actually thought they were going to win this game. When it went up 1-0, I don't really rate Spurs with their mentality normally. They're a team that normally, like, if they don't start well, it can be long. And then Mourinho can start getting agitated, start dragging people off. I thought it was going to be that type of game. But to be fair, but do you know what it was? Do you know what it was for me? That, that equaliser was a disgrace. It was a big disgrace because it came out of nothing. It was a throw-in. Maguire is trying to head it back to his keeper. It's a normal header. It's, a norm- it's not, you had no pressure on you. Make the contact, let the hair pick up the ball, you go again. He's fluffed it. <laughs> and then I think Lamella, someone's put pressure on him. And if you look at it again, Maguire's pulled Luke Shaw. I oh. think Luke Shaw can actually get to the ball, you know. But Maguire's pulled him. That <laughs> guy's crazy. He's pulled him, and Enda Bellis thinking, rah, all right, say no more. He slapped it in, 1 1. Just like that. It was like literally one or two minutes later. And two that's minutes, a big yeah. problem. That's a big problem because that's something I always I still complain about Arsenal is that when you get that early goal, you need to settle it down. Like just start doing the basics. Let them start worrying that they're losing and maybe that you can find openers and maybe make it two or three. Mm. But you just let them straight into it for no reason. Cool. Second goal now. Um, some stupid foul from Maguire again. Maguire. It was a stupid foul on Kane. There was no need. There was no need to go in the back of him like that. All right, cool. But you have to rate Kane for his quick thinking. That that was good. That was sick. To be fair. But what did I tell you, man, about Sonaldo? That's not an easy chance. That's not an easy chance. Not a lot of players was score. Was this the first one or the chip? This, I'm talking about the chip. Oh, I was the chip, a, it? I was the first goal, yeah. Yeah, the first goal. I think that's very hard to execute. And he executed it beautifully. He has the pace, the agility, the chip, beautiful. So, yeah, so that's made it 2-1. And then after that, we've got to talk about the red card. I think that was a turning point in the game. Um, I don't think it was because they were getting pammed. Uh, it was, it, it was, but they, they they were getting pammed. But I don't, th- yeah, I don't think they would have won if they had eleven man on the pitch. But it it contributed to to the mass. Yeah, and I don't think it's not a red card. You know, if it it's a red card, if it's a red card, no, no, sorry, if it's a red card, Lamela has to go. Yeah, they both have to go. Yeah. So when I'm saying it's not a red card, I'm saying it in the sense that. If you're deeming what Lamella did not to be a red card, then you have to deem what Marcel did not to be a red card. Mm-hmm. That's what... Because it, it, it doesn't make any sense. They both hit each other in the face. Yeah, but like, Lamella started it. Marcel actually slapped him or tried to slap him. No, but... Whereas Lamella just sort of prodded him. Like, I thought that was worse. I've got to be honest. I thought that was I worse. I thought it was worse too, but the ref might have looked at him for... Or the VAR people might have looked at him for... Maybe he's just like tussling with him for a corner and he's just called... Nah. 
No, come on, Stephen. They're not naive. Do you know, they, you know they what's bad as well? They are. Lamella didn't get a yellow. He didn't get a yellow. No, he got a yellow still. Oh, he got a yellow. He got a yellow. He got a yellow for something else afterwards. Oh, was it something after? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think that was a turning point in the game. I've got to be honest. Like, if, but I do agree with Ifeda. They were getting peppered a lot. I don't think it would have changed the result that much, but I don't. I just don't feel like they would have lost by six. I just don't feel like they would have. But yeah, the red cards happen, and then Martial has to walk. But even still, even still, you've lost a striker, but your defense, your defensive players are still on the pitch. There should be some sort of structure. Bailly gets the ball at the edge of his box. What's he doing? What's he dealing with? Like, what's going through these players' heads? This is what we were seeing under Emery, you know. That third goal is that was that was Emery. That we will just pass it out of the back, a bit of pressure, they'll get the ball, slap it in. That was a disgrace. And when it went three one, I knew the game was dead. I knew, I did not foresee six, but I knew the game was dead. The worst thing about it is we didn't see anything from Man United. Not one thing. All they did was score a spot kick, and that was it. Not one chance. Not one thing where you thought maybe they could get back into the. Rashford game. hit the bar, didn't he? But then it was offside. Yeah, that the post sorry, yeah, that was that was a good move, but nah, nah. I got a question. I got a question, yeah. What's what's happened to United's defense? Or what's different? Because you know, I was gonna I, ask the same thing. I don't, I don't. But when I was watching the game, I don't. Maybe cause the things I can't even say it's a one-off game now, or they're not fit. Because obviously, that, I said that in the in their first game against Palace, they just didn't look, they just didn't look match ready. And maybe what this is their third game of the season, so maybe that still is the case. I, I don't know, but. Since the season started, their defense has looked leaky, and I don't, I don't know why, because it's still the same defensive personnel. This is seen. This is still the same side that last season didn't they like keep the most clean sheets or something in not even in the Premier like in Europe or some or something like they had some mad like defensive stat. So I don't, I don't understand why they've looked this bad because literally Tottenham will carve through them, um, Brighton were carving through them. Palace were even like carving through them. What was the game that they won? Was that Brighton in it? Yeah. Have they won and have they, have they won any other game apart from Brighton? No. Yes, no. right. In, in in all those in all those games, their defense just hasn't looked good. And I don't understand why, because it's the same, it's the same defensive personnel. So it's not like Ollie's tried to be more expansive and push this line a, a lot higher up than they used to. It's still like it still looks the same, but it's just Proper bad time. I think, I think the biggest issue with this match is the fact that Oli didn't make any changes. So, like, you can see you're getting ripped time and time again. Spurs are getting in time and time again. He didn't change nothing. So Don't act surprised, man. Don't act surprised. Let's not do that. Let's not do that, guys. I've been on this podcast. But, 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 but when click, like, that... Not, not that I want to defend him, but could you not say that usually, typically, when a manager changes something or makes adjustments, it's at half time, and that well, by the time, but, but to be fair, like yeah, yeah, you can make an adjustment any time in the game. And to be fair, like after that, in the second half, it didn't look like he made any adjustments. But well, he didn't. I by the time, by the time the done, by the time the half was done, the half was well, done, they were like the game was already lost. No, so like, what more could he have changed? I don't damage know. control, man. You, you don't yeah. want to take six, bro. You're Man United. Like, ever ever's like little speech afterwards was funny and everything, but come on. Come I mean, on. it's just it's just the fact that you're taking six at home. Like, that's bad. I think Steve, you mentioned the fact that Oli just didn't make any changes. I just thought it was weird. Even after four, it was after four one because the third and fourth game goal came pretty quickly after each other, after the red card, but. 
I just noticed that Spurs were still getting United in transition. And I thought, oh, like this guy still hasn't changed anything. Yeah, they've lost their striker, but your striker doesn't change the shape of your team when they when you don't have the ball. So mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. But obviously at half time he did make um, some changes. I think they played like a four four one with McTominay and Fred in the middle. Pogba was on the left, didn't it? Am I right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So they, they try to be a lot more compact. But it's weird with United's fullbacks, yeah. Wooms made this comment because I didn't get to see the Brighton game, but he said Wambasaka was so narrow um, in the Brighton game where Solly March kept getting chances over and over again. And Luke Shaw, it seems to be the same thing. Um, Aurea got so much space. I don't know if it's, it's something that they're trying to do um, because Solskjaer has asked them to or it's just something they do, they're doing naturally because they want to protect their centre-backs. But they're so narrow, they don't get out wide quick enough to stop crosses coming in or there's just so much space to go down for attackers so yeah you notice every time United lose the ball or a team is attacking or in transition against them there's so much space to go down on the flanks and it's worrying it's weird it's really weird they just need to sort it out but yeah it's like if I said though like before lockdown and everything they weren't I swear like defensively they were statistically they were one of the better sides I swear it was Europe. It wasn't even just the yeah, league. It was, it was Europe. It was, it was definitely Europe. And then after, after, it's like everything's just gone. That's high weird. Quiet, that's, yeah. that's weird though, because I've never thought I've never thought um, Man United's defense has been good. Statistically, I, 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 I feel like on paper and personnel yeah. wise, they've they're, they're, no, they have, clean sheets wise. Like they were getting a lot of clean sheets. I don't know how. Mm. Well, because off off the eye test, they've always given up chances, isn't it? Always given up chances. So I, I was very like when I saw that start, I was like. I don't even see where this is coming from. Maybe the Europe League games because they didn't really concede a lot in them games. But even still, I don't know how they, they managed to do it because you look at a lot of games that they have at Old Trafford, they give up a lot of chances. A lot yeah, of chances. I look yeah. back to Bournemouth when he's Megan Maguire slapping it in. You look at even the West Ham game, Southampton. Oh, man. He's had a... Sorry? You could make a long video of Maguire's mistakes. Bro. Yeah. And it's only... It's, how long has it been? In a year. It's over 12 months, isn't it? So. They just let go of a better centre back, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Chris Mullins is a better centre back than Jaime Maguire. Do you know what? Do you know what this um this United side are giving me? And I don't know, like, oh, I think long term it's it's not it's it's probably not a good thing. But they they're giving me like Arsenal 07 to fourteen vibes, where like they'd have like personnel wise, you'd think yeah, like this team is good enough to do something to challenge to to really have a go at the Prem and stuff like that. Then like they'd start the season a shaky, then they'll maybe like have a good win, then like they'd look a bit as if like they're out of top four, then like towards the end of the season, they'd just like go on a mad run and then get top four, then everyone will think, okay, yeah, it's fine, yeah, it's time for them to kick on. And it's it's not like for their ambitions, it's that's not a good thing. And they really need to start to kick on or they need to, they need to do something. Some something needs to change because the what way they're going. What do you think needs to change? See, it's hard because towards the end, I liked, I feel like what we saw at the end of the season from United was good, but they've started the season poorly. So, I'm, the thing is, it's easy to say the manager, but he's shown good with them. He's like, he's shown... Do you know what? Do you know what? Sorry sorry to cut you here, but I'm not going to lie. I do kind of pity Oli. Because no 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 in in a sense that he's shown that he wanted certain signings so they were interested in um, Holland 
They were interested in Nathan Aki. They were interested in Sancho, obviously. I haven't forgot Sancho. They've been interested in in guys throughout this window. But United are just not. They're just not paying the fees. Is that his fault? To be fair, yeah. To be fair, like to in that, and this is this is me just having to be like unbiased for this. I mean, for the pod, when you look at their targets and everything, you can understand why they didn't get like you. Like you can say, okay, that's fair enough. So if we go through it, someone like Sancho, obviously Sancho is amazing, but obviously Dortmund said we want 120 mil, and while he would improve their team and he'd take them a step higher, if you look at it. Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, they're all around, like, obviously Sancho's been playing better than all of them the past year and a bit, but in terms of kind of like talent and what they could be, they're, they've shown that they... Bro, one that one they injury have, to that, one injury to that, to that that's, trio. Yeah, to, to, right, so, so let me finish, so like, they've shown that they could be at his level, at least, at the very least, so realistically, it would make what? sense to get... Sancho's level. Like they've 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 all they've all shown like, like you know I I don't really rate I don't really rate Rashford like that I, I don't even really rate Martial like that I think the goals and assists yeah yeah, yeah. but like so like they've they've shown they've shown that they they've even in the Prem they've shown that they can they can they they're good enough so realistically they should they should have been looking at someone who could who would be coming off the bench for them or who can fill in for like you said if someone gets injured so I can understand why they don't want to pay 120 mil for that Greenwood pardon. Greenwood yeah, but like you can argue, you can argue potential as Greenwood's got the highest ladder of all of them. So like, why do you wanna you want him playing in it? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying that. Look at that. So, so you look at that. So you look at um, Sergio Reguilon. Obviously, they There's like they, they they wanted to get him, but Roma did want the buyback clause, and like they're Man United, they don't know have this guy. He's sick for two years. Then Roma just look, oh, he's sick. They just activate his buyback clause, and they've lost the players. So I can understand it. Yeah. The only thing I can. I can say is I don't know centre back wise. I can understand why they didn't get a centre back because obviously Maguire hasn't looked good, but that like, you don't want to cash it like you don't want to cut your losses on that. You spent eighty mil, so you have to at least let it play out for a, couple, a little bit while little while longer. Lindelof has shown promise. Mm-hmm. Why you like when fit? Who? What I, disagree. I disagree. The centre back options are not good enough. Uh, I, think, I, th- I think I think I think like. Like I said, with a lot of these United players, I don't really rate them. But with Lindelof, you can you can say he's a top five centre back in this league. No, why did you say that? You no. want to say that? No, 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 no. I don't think you can even say no, that, bro. No way. What five? So what five centre backs are better than Lindelof in this league? Van Dijk's better. Yeah. Laporte's better. Yeah. Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez is better. Really? Hundred. Probably. Matip can have, he can have bad games. So. Matip is definitely better. Matip is definitely better though. But he can't stay fit though, isn't it? Then Lindelof. Um, Nathan Aki. Nah. No, no, I don't know about Nathan. Nah? Not yet. No, he's not better. No, not yet. I, I haven't seen Aki. Maybe, because we don't have a lot of good centre-backs, so maybe you're The thing right. is, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen him make as many mistakes as Lindelof. I've seen Lindelof 1v1. Yeah. Well, is, Michael, is Lindelof better than Michael Keane? Is Lindelof better than Michael Keane? Yeah. You sure? I don't watch enough yeah. of Michael Keane to say. Okay. From what I've seen from Michael Keane, I don't I think he's anything special. I like Tarkovsky and all them, like, them guys. Tarkovsky that seems like a decent player. So, but the thing is, like... Lewis Dunn's he, hard. Like, they all look hard. They all, they all look good, but it's similar to the whole 
um, Maguire debate when he was playing in Leicester and he was playing in a safer, safer team. They uh, a lot of these players look amazing. So, Tionchu, oh, he's actually better. Yeah, facts. Yeah, he's better than Lindelof. Evans is better than Lindelof. Are you joking? Tionchu's better than Lindelof, bro. Clean. Fair enough. I don't know if it's clean. I don't think it's clean. But like, I feel like Lindelof can be argued. We're not talking Maguire here. Thiago Silva's better than Lindelof. Clean. Oh yeah, he's here, isn't it? Thiago Silva's better than Lindelof, definitely. Zuma? Yeah. Zuma's been looking alright, you know. No, he's not bad. He's been looking alright. He's been looking alright. They're probably around the same level. Samori? Okay. I haven't seen him that many times. Let me let me just finish my point. So like so um okay, centre back, me personally, like maybe to say if you wanna win the Prem, you need that elite centre back so you can sit but then again, what apart from Kula Bali maybe and maybe some other guys, there's not much out there. But the only the only real criticism I have with United is why they didn't go out and get a, a holding mid like a younger because that match, match is still good and he's still playing but he's he's in his late 30s now like you can't rely on him to play every game for the whole season so realistically you wanted another CM to either eventually just to if, like so start the season with Matic and then that young CM will eventually party take his place Bruce, like yeah someone like party or whatever or Declan or Ryan. just some or just someone yeah or Declan yeah someone like that but then again you could say maybe and the things I don't even think that Oli thinks he's got at the club because McTominay isn't like party um isn't like Matic and Fred he isn't good enough. So I don't really know why they didn't get a CM and then as much as I like Van der Beek, I don't understand why they went for him because he's very like in terms of his game, obviously um Bruno's a lot better on the ball and like I feel like his final ball is better, but they've they've they're very they're kind of like the similar kind of profile of midfielders so my I don't... biggest issue with the Van der Beek one is the fact that you haven't you haven't there's problems with your team that you haven't addressed and you've gone and bought a squad player that doesn't make any sense address your starting 11 first and then you fill in I don't feel like okay not buying tyres and having no car but to be fair in terms in terms of their starting 11 with Tellet, the tel- you don't they, 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 they bought Tellet. Obviously, don't he don't start, but they bought Tellet. I feel like if I was to, if you were to say to me, what's the bit main issue that United need to fix in their starting eleven? Mm-hmm. I would have probably said fullback. Probably like I'd, I'd definitely say left back. I'd say maybe right back, and they they tough. addressed that with Tellers. With Tellers, no, I don't think so. So what what area do you think they needed to improve? They needed in? they needed a holding mid, bro. They needed that because if you look at it, Matic is always in and out of the team. Like he's never, he doesn't even have like a full, full runner. I think after lockdown, he was playing quite a bit. But prior to that, sometimes Fred will play. Sometimes he won't even play. Sometimes it could be McTominay. Was he injured or something? I don't even remember. Him I, 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 feel, I feel like he was. That's why he wasn't in. Because like whenever he's been fit, apart from there was a bit when they no, were playing well. He was done. And then um, Oli brought him back in and he was break. He won't make him actually squads. He's not someone that they can rely on. So I feel like that should have been the position. If you knew that, that he won't make a match day squad, automatically... In your Even Thiago. They could have got Thiago as well. Weren't they in talks? Mm. They that, in that, that could obviously be like a position where, like, if you know the players got a match day squad, that should be a position in your head. You should want to strengthen. But obviously, they went for a left-back. I think Shaw's whack. Don't get me wrong. I think our grade on enemy is good. But that wasn't... that For me, the priority was a right winger for depth because they don't really want to be playing Daniel James because he's not good enough. And I feel that they needed a CDM. Shaw can continue to do a job. He's not good enough, but I don't think that was the priority. The same way our priority wasn't right back. Like, we want to upgrade on Bellerin. 
Yeah. But that's not the priority right now. We had other things to address. And I think... But, they, but they, to they, be fair, uh, they have addressed that because obviously they got that um, Traore guy from Atalanta. That he's coming in, he's coming yeah, in January that. because of... So like, like I said, like I said, I feel like they have... A, like, I feel like they've actually... When I look at now, I feel like they've had a good window because... it was Dembele. 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 So that seemed like that was Sorry, they got Traore in the end, so he must have been out there what third. And Sarah as well. Imagine chasing a player the whole summer, and then you don't you don't get him. Your second target you start hearing about like a week before the window. You don't get him either. Deadline day. He don't even want to come to you. Like apparently he's been persuaded to come to you. Like he doesn't. Bro, they, Man United stock looks like a joke right now. I've got to be it's honest. embarrassing, man. It's they can't they can't get the players that they're targeting. That's what I'm saying. Like they're going out and saying this is who we want. And they're not getting them. Yeah. So yeah, as I was saying, Gibbs, like, how much of this can we really blame on the manager? Do you know what I'm saying? It's 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 the higher ups of Man United that they actually someone needs to take a look at what's I, going I, on over there. I completely disagree with that. I've got to be honest. I completely disagree with that because when I look at Man United's team and I look at the first three games they've had, the team is good enough to beat Palace. It's good enough to not have struggled as much as they did against Brighton. And of it's course, good of course. One. Of course. So got to look up. I get it, they need to strengthen. Mm. And they do, they definitely need to strengthen because they're going in Champions League, they're going to be in deeper competitions. Bro. What I'm looking at from what they started from the season, they should be, they, they're the games they should be winning. Now, maybe Spurs, it's not a given you win that call, but you should be putting in a performance. You should be beating Crystal Palace at home. You should not have been given so many chances up against Brand. They hit a bar five times. So when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, sometimes you've got to work with what you've got. Like Arteta, I always compare it to Arteta because I think he's done a good job of working with what he had. But the board's backed him to an extent. Arsenal board has backed him to an extent. No, but I'm talking from when he came in in January to when we finished the season winning the FA Cup. Mm. He worked with what he had that we saw, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like we were winning games where some of the games we shouldn't have been winning. I look at it. In in that defence, Oli did get top four with what he had. Would you not go and back your manager after that? You should go back your manager after that, of course. But then what happened against Palace? If you can get top four of that team, can you not beat Palace at home? No, I'm I'm not I'm not even I, I get what I you're saying. I don't I don't I don't buy that. I've got to be honest, I don't buy that. I think everyone came back maybe after the coronavirus thing and I don't I don't rate Oli, so I'm never gonna give him any props. I can't yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, like, I look at I look at when we when we played Chelsea at the bridge, yeah, we went down to ten men and mm. we came back twice. We were all speaking about it and we weren't even that gassed because even though we had ten men, we expected more. There was that level of I don't know, we just expected more. Like, we weren't even at gas. But Man United go down to 10 men at home and they take six. Mm. Now, I don't think... I feel like a manager, a good coach, would handle that situation better. I'm not saying get a result. It's not easy to get a result with 10 men. But you don't you don't get fed six. You don't. So... So your, was, your bottom line is, Oli, he, he's incompetent. He's not good enough, bro. Yeah. Like, get all the players that you want. Man United are not going to win the league with this manager. Yeah, fair you, enough. They can get top four. They can get top four, they can exceed, they can challenge potentially, but they need a better coach because even with what he has now, he struggles. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And I think they have a good starting eleven. So yeah. Yeah. All right, we could we could leave that there then. That's the bottom line at the end of the day. 
we start with kids, Oli ain't good enough, we'll end with kids, Oli ain't good enough. So let's go on to another team that weren't good enough over the weekend, Liverpool, the defending champions. Guys, I'll be honest with you, I wanted it to be 8-2. I wanted it to be 8-2. I wanted our sins of all those years ago to be washed away. Because if they lost 8-2, no one can ever chat to us ever again about 8-2 to Man United. Because this is Aston Villa. Liverpool, the defending champions, lost 7-2 to Aston Villa. And we're not going to overlook that. That is... Steve, take that us was, away. Man. Honestly, I still can't explain that performance because it was so weird to watch. Every time Villa won the ball back, it's like, this It's going to sound so funny, but it's like all of these players were like the 99 version of themselves. I mean that in terms of like Grealish every time he got the ball he was dribbling through guys through ball was on point to Barkley Barkley looked sharp he'd find Ollie Watkins Treasure Gay looked amazing too like every time because Liverpool obviously played this high line every time they put the ball over the top they looked like they were going to score it was bizarre man um, and Liverpool weren't at the races you could tell from the first couple of minutes um <laughs> What's happened? What's that? I don't know. I don't know why he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even funny. <laughs> That's not even funny, man. That's not even funny. All right. Um, Wait, is it a, a Leco fan said that to to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> no, Liverpool didn't start the game well. They're making mistakes and. Um, even before the, the Adrian pass to Gomez that went to Grealish, they'll make mistakes. And I've noticed with Liverpool, when they don't start games well, they never seem to shake it off and mm. go on and, you know, win games. I've noticed that against Watford, against us as well. Sorry, Don. One thing I don't like is the fact that, obviously, Adrian isn't no Alisson. We know that. But I think they overstate... I think they overstate that. The team wasn't good. Like, I keep saying, oh... Keep seeing guys saying, oh, um, well, that's what happened when Adrian's in goal, blah, 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 blah. No, no, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. I think the team needs to take more responsibility there, but that's just my little thing. They should have done it, yeah. I'm sorry to say this, and it, like, it's obviously going to come across as just, oh, yeah, it's the Arsenal fan trying to uphold the legacy of his, like, of his great, um, the Invincibles and stuff like that. But, like, stuff like this is why I can, like, I can never hear, or I'll, me personally, I will never say, like, this Liverpool team or that, or the, or the Liverpool team of last year is, like, the greatest Prem side or whatnot. Because, like, certain things, like, I'm, I may be completely wrong, but certain things don't happen to great teams. Like, I'm sorry, like, I've, 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 never, I've never seen, I've never seen um, the us like, the Invincible side, or I don't remember, I remember there was one time when we got absolutely slaughtered by Bayern Munich, I think in, like, 2005 or something like that. I, mean, I think that was, I think to my, that that was, like, either, like, 3-1 or 4-2 or something like that. But I've never seen, like, one of the great sides lose 7-2. Like, obviously, we've taken L's, but it's not been our championship sides. Same with, same with Man, with Man United. I've never seen them get heavily panned like that. And, and to be fair, and even in cases where, those teams have taken big losses. They've come. They've come against teams of their level, of their caliber. I'm sorry. I'm, I've never. I've never seen us a championship Arsenal side or a championship Chelsea United City that's side. 
Even Gary Liverpool was talking on commentary about how how United because he was watching United getting pammed and he was saying, yeah, like I've conceded five a few times in my career, and they were against like Newcastle and Southampton. It it can happen. You can have an off day. I don't but, think yeah, you, you you can have an you can have an, you can have an off day. That's 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 fact. But seven two. Seven two against Aston Villa. It could have been ten. Prof- professional pride has to come in at one point, like. And like, seven. okay, and and now I know I'm, I'm getting, well. like, I'm, I'm getting into like semantics and stuff now, but yeah, like he said, he's taken it, he's taken it, like he's taken five a couple of times in his career, but I don't think it's ever been the only one I can kind of think of right now. To my head is Chelsea when they just won the Champions League. The next season after, when they they dropped to Europa League because they didn't get out of the group, that's that's the that's the next one that I've kind of where a team has won like a big trophy and then the very next year they've been like terribly disgraced. Oh, it's just one result. To be fair, yeah, it is it's, one result. We don't. It is one. It is one result. Maybe I'm looking into it. It, happen, too it happened. Much, it happened. It happened to Chelsea in 15-16. They, like, they, they won the league and they were they were seventeenth. Jose lost his job at Christmas. Okay, so uh, and and to and to be and to be fair, with in that situation, I don't think anyone would ever talk about that Chelsea side being the greatest Premier League side ever and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and and yeah. it's 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 a it's it's a reason it's it's for reasons that like it's stuff like consistency. Okay, like, all right. Obviously, but, obviously, I'm not taking away from them, but that's but, that's one but, that's another reason why when I saw based it based like, on yes, a season like, of one campaign, which was the 1920 season, you could say Liverpool were one of the best teams. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that's what the argument is about because this is a new season now. Yeah. So you know, and plus this is what literally it was an awful, awful performance, and we won't see that again. We won't mm. see that again. Oh, well, I'd be shocked if we see that again, because literally every single time Villa went forward, it looked like they were going to score. Like goals were. Barkley hit a shot, deflected in. Greenish hit a shot, deflected in. McGinn deflected in. It was ridiculous. It was like the most unluckiest thing ever. Grealish spun Van Dyke in and out. Bro, Grealish can do that. He's good. Is it Van Dyke? That's another one of Man United's failed targets. Grealish, like, he's a quality player, man. He's a quality player. Spun him in and out. Ross Barkley, I'll give it to him. He had a fantastic performance. He's got a lot of quality, that boy. Like we said. Cap! Ross Barkley. He, he was playing as a ten. He looks. He looks good. He looks really. Oh, Ross Barkley. He's, he's got quality. No way. Ross huh? Barkley has quality. His biggest issue has always been inconsistency. We know that he's yeah, a good he's player. He's got quality, man. Yeah. I don't think he's. Got, I don't think he has a lot of quality. No, I don't agree with that. <laughs> Ross Barkley, bro. No. He's got quality, man. I'm why why you, just like like, you've seen him at his best? The way he, where he no, can just pick why, up the ball. Why carry would you it. say he doesn't have a lot of quality? He does. No, I just don't think he does, innit? Why? In terms of like attribute, like what he can I, do. I'm a big believer of application and I don't think he applies himself enough. So when you guys talk about... Enough, fair enough, yeah. But he's got a lot of ability. Like, he has got ability. Like, yeah, 100% he's got ability. A lot, bro. Yeah, bro. A lot. Yeah, he's he's very talented. Like, you could do yeah, a lot with that. He is, he is. I'm not sure. I think you guys are overstating him. Gotta be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, Oli Watkins with the hat trick. Wait, was it? He scored three in it. Mm-hmm. Should have been yeah, four. Should have scored four, um, five. So that's Ten. another striker that. Um, wait, did I say on the pod that he's gonna outscore Lacazette? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. I know I said Wilson. I can't remember if I said Oli Watkins as well. But yeah, no, he's looking like a good signing. Um, he's he's built for the front man. I, I, do you reckon? I, yeah, when I saw him in the shadow, I thought, yeah, this guy. You get guys that step up though, yeah. and they can't. 
translate the goal scoring form like a Dwight Gale for example no shots it's just what we've seen in it he's a championship striker but when he comes up he obviously can't do what he does do you expect Ollie Watkins go on go on go on go on on. I was just going to say do you expect Ollie Watkins to keep scoring like this obviously he's got hat tricks every game yeah, but I think I think he'll he'll prove himself as a like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb and say twelve to fifteen. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's that's. You were gonna say something before? Yeah, we we need to talk about Trent, bro. We need to talk about Trent because that performance yesterday. I mean, on Sunday was it? That was not good enough, bro. That was like I always thought that when people speak about Trent defensively, I thought it was overstated. I gotta be honest. I always thought. It's easy just to say that because he's so good attacking me and he does, you don't really see a lot from him defensively, but he got torn a new one. It was so easy to get down his side so many mm. times. I was just, his positioning was poor. That is this Trent? Bro, this is Trent. This is Trent. So he's, he's, not, Trent. he's not good defensively. Like, he, he, he's not normally that bad, but he he's gets not. Caught out. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not great defensively. Like, if but you put like. If you put Trent in like a Brighton or like a Palace where Wambasaka was playing, bro, I don't think he shines the way he does at Liverpool. Like, so you, you, would, like um, you think Wambasaka's a better rabbit than him? He's a better. He's better defensively. Overall, so, I'd, I'd say Trent's attacking threat is it's just too much. He's too good going forward, so I'd say he's better overall. Yeah. Right. I feel like if you look at the Liverpool team and you want an area to target or to get at them, you 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 look at Trent. Yeah, him and Gomez on that side are they're a weak link. You can get them. Yeah. Van Dijk yeah. looking bang average, mate. Happens, like Steve said, it happens. We obviously, um, we still expect them to be there or thereabouts next um, at the end of the season. Never seen that to Ferdinand. Yeah, we did. I'm Great sure Bellamy. we did, bro. I'm sure. I'm sure we saw. Great Bellamy. Yeah, yeah, no. Fernando Torres on Let's go on to the Arsenal then. On never the heard. Same sorry. Day. What's wrong with this guy, bro? <laughs> I never saw it happen to Sol Campbell. I, ne- I, I never saw it happen to Sol Campbell in it. Bro, it happens, it happens. Oh, so Liverpool Sol Campbell gets sucked off at half time because he's getting ripped and he left the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you ask? Are Liverpool what? Are Liverpool still going to win the Premier League? I believe so. They're my yeah. favourites to win it. Do you still back them to get top four? Like, still be like amongst the. Uh, lads, so Arsenal. No, play. I'm being serious. I'm being, de- I'm being deadly. Top bro. four. Being said, I'm asking. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just asking a question. I think. I, think I'm, I want to go on record to say this is going to be a weird season. Like the amount, okay. of goal, the amount of goals that we've seen so far, I just think it's going to be a weird. It's season. crazy. Yeah, we've seen so many goals at this point. Like over two point five is almost every game. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be funny when I say the top four thing because. When I'm saying that, I'm not saying that Liverpool are just going to be completely crap, but like the, it's competitive right now. Like it they'll just takes a couple of teams. I'm not saying they're not going to. I'm just asking a question. I'm throwing it out there. A lot of teams are competitive. If they continue in that form, I'm not saying they're going to. But let's just say they continue. Like another result is around the corner like that. That's how it starts. Confidence starts going. You're looking at Klopp and you're thinking, what's going on? That's what happens. Oh, you know the way he smiles when they... I was getting so mad, you know. Bro. It's, it's getting on my nerves. I find it funny. Because it's almost it's like... A, it's a, it's, it's like, annoying. Like, it's a, it's He's a, just annoying. Instead of you to like get onto your team or something... Might as well smiling like some smiling man. Anyway, lads, Arsenal face Sheffield United the same day. We won the game 2-1. Um, we saw a very, very good goal from Pepe. 
we saw another goal from Bukayo Saka. Um, I don't think we beat Sheffield United last season, did we? We beat lost the and we... We beat yeah, them in the first In the Prem, we lost to them and we drew. Yeah. So yeah. this this was a good win. Sheffield United, I don't know what's going on with them, but they're not on great form at the moment. Um, who wants we to lost to in the Arena or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. I think it's their worst form under Chris Wilder. But um, yeah, let's talk tactics, boys. That's what we're here for. First half wasn't wasn't great. Steve, you're shaking your head there. Do you want to go into that a bit? No, you're right. It wasn't great. Um, <clears throat> wasn't I can only really remember one chance and it was for Eddie where mm. um, Abamian sort of just like did a nice through ball into him, but he couldn't control it and and do anything with it. I think Abamia had a chance as well from far out because Ramsdale made a mistake. Oh, yeah. Tried to sort of finesse it top corner, but Ramsdale just got there. But apart from that, I can't think of too many things that were good going forward. I said in that one, I wanted to see a performance from Eddie because Arteta quite clearly has a lot of faith in him. So he plays him a lot. So I think it's time, like, when we see him for England under-21s, he's always netting. Always netting. He's not translating that goal-scoring form to his Arsenal career, Arsenal senior career so far. I think it's time now to step up. This season, obviously, it is still early on, but when he gets these opportunities, he has to start bagging. Otherwise, Laka's just going to be our guy, isn't it? So, I think it's yeah. an indictment on Laka that Eddie starts so much. Yeah, probably. I think Steve, Steve made um, a good point last week when he said... And to be fair, you said it a lot of times as well, if that he just doesn't seem like he's physically there. So, you know, Eddie's gonna Eddie's gonna play a lot of games this this season, but he does have to start scoring goals because we can't I think coming into the season we all agreed that it's very important that we get goals from all that from guys more than Aubameyang. Yeah. God forbid, let's say Aubameyang gets injured, we're in a we're in a chiz, as Giz would say. So we need to start seeing some goals. But anyway, on to the second half. Um, Arteta decided to change some things. He brought on Pepe. Um, I'm not too sure what happened because my internet went mad. My link went mad. So Yeah, we, we changed it within 10 minutes, which was good from Arteta because he doesn't normally do that. He normally waits um, to like the 70th minute, sometimes the 80th minute before making a change. Um, but yeah, Pepe comes on and I thought... He's just going to come on for Willian and it's going to be more of the same. But no, he takes off Eddie and Aubameyang's in the centre for the first time under Arteta. Am I right in saying that? I can't recall. Well, maybe another time. time. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, actually, might be, might might have been. Yeah, so I was shocked. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I felt as though from that change, we looked a lot more fluid. I started to see much one-twos, people moving about. And then he was coming into the box. Um, Bellerin was overlapping. It looked a lot more fluid. We are William, like that. Like William kind of had this, like almost free, like he was on the left, but he had this um freedom to roam about. So he was picking the ball up a lot deeper and then carrying it and then like playing the pass. And like he was popping up, he was popping up centrally, even at, even at certain times. Him and Pepe were on the right. I think for Eddie's goal, they obviously like um, William was more so he was more in that zone 14 area, but um. They were, they were like... Explain, explain that to anyone that doesn't know what zone 14 is. That zone 14, so the best way to describe it is that set, like, think of like the FIFA or 
when like what like the FIFA formation, when you play like a four two three one or four three three attack and you've got the number ten where he's positioned, that is that I can't I think I think it's called zone I think it is zone fourteen. I'm I'm mm-hmm. maybe getting another one, but that's the typically what the zone fourteen is called. So he was like typically he was typically popping up in that kind of area trying to make things happen and that's where we got our first goal from. And yeah, like it, we looked like Steve said, we looked a lot more fluid. I also heard Saka was on the ball a lot more. Yeah. 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 It seems Saka is, dare I say, our most creative player when Ozil's not in the side. No, that's fair. I mean, yeah. that's, that's fair. Sabias was, was good as I, well. Too, I've, got, well. I've got one question I want to ask everyone here. So when Arsenal play, we've we've obviously seen this thing where we start with three at the back and then it becomes a four and then it goes back to being a three or five, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We see K um TNE as a left centre back. He ends up becoming a left wing back stroke, left back, getting very high up the pitch. Maitland now sometimes when he's on the pitch, when he's playing that left wing back role, it seems like he's just a left sided player. I don't even know how to describe it. El Nenny in this game, in what I saw, there were times when he was actually a right back. He was covering the right back position. Bellerin yeah. was bombing forward. Yeah. Um, Laka, no, Laka kind of does the whole, not even full snapping, but he does come deep. We see Abamyang do what Abamyang does. And then sometimes we see the two in the middle. What is Arteta's tactics? And I say this because I've noticed after the game sometimes, when they ask him about what what is the tactics like, what what is going on, he doesn't go into detail about what position we're playing. So what um, formations we play, which I like, I like. That he doesn't actually. Get... He never discloses it. Like he never actually talks about. It. So I don't even really know. I don't think it matters to him. I don't think he cares about it. I don't. I don't. Are we? Are we almost playing a non-form? Like are we just playing roles? It's it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's a, it's it's more it's more a system. It's it's a, and it's a thing where it is a formation, but I'm reading it something like sometimes like with the way teams attack now and stuff like that to boil it down to like and call it a numbered formation it just sounds stupid because I think I think especially like well Peak City they had this almost two yeah yeah, yeah. five Three, one yeah, two yeah. like two one five and like it just it just sound it just sounds a bit stupid like it just sounds a bit stupid to get that. Um, get that deep into the specific name of the number. So it's the like f- the first time I kind of saw that kind of thing. I would say was with the inverted wing backs. So when Delph was their left back and he was obviously coming inside as like another centre mid. That's the only other time I can really think of like a formation yeah. that was so fluid it just started crossing lines. Because. Tierney's yeah. role in particular, I just find it so fascinating. He's the only one that can do it as well. When Kalasanash is on the pitch, he doesn't, he can't do it like him. And it's Saka just, can't play as that left-sided centre-back. Yeah, do Saka it. doesn't do that. It's, it's so bizarre. I feel like Saka can do the attacking aspect of it, but yeah. the defensive aspect, he can't. But I feel like the best way is just, it's just, it's just best to look at it as a system because even like, like you said, we typically, on those, on the like things, it comes up as a 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm. When we're out of possession, it looks more like a three-four-three. Three. When we're attacking, sometimes it's like a four-two-three-one. Sometimes, like you even see some resemblances of a four-four-two. Mm. In our like the way I think, yeah, especially no, when, when you look at the way we att- when we do when you look at the way we attack, it it looks more it looks like a four-four-two. So it's just like I don't think I don't think it's worth looking into it and getting 
that deep into just, it's just, it's just the system. It is what it is. It is what it is. Kids, do you have any thoughts on the system that we play? Um, I didn't watch the game. No, but just generally. I didn't catch the game. What, in terms of what? Arsenal system. What's wrong with it? I don't get it. Scott, Scott doesn't know. No, I don't I'm saying in, in terms of Arteta's tactics, we see how fluid he can be. Like, what, I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on what you see on the pitch sometimes. You see... Pick attacker. Huh? Pick attacker. All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, all right, let's go on to Chelsea then. Gids, um, I know me and you watched the game. Ifa, did you catch the game? No. So, Gids... Um, I think you were of the same sentiment as me where we kind of were of the opinion that Chelsea didn't actually look great. I don't think it was a 4-0 game at all. I think the two penalties obviously made it look a lot worse than it was. I do think Chilwell played well. And like you said, he did he did offer them something different in terms of going forward. Yeah. Um, I thought Jorginho had a good game. Picked out a few passes from deep. Um, Palace were really good in the first half in keeping their shape but I just don't think they were good enough going forward I think that's what their main issue was like it, it just it just didn't click on the day but um, the two penalties were the deciders really I, I don't really have much else to, to add to that what do you reckon? I, I think right now I think Chelsea's performances they're kind of like papering over cracks you know because mm. I think they've got enough quality on the pitch to always be able to maybe score a goal or something. Mm. But in terms of having complete control over a game and like dominating a team like you expect them to, like they should against a team like Palace at home, mm. they didn't look in control of that game. I've got to be honest. Until they kind of took the lead, I felt like Palace could have, could have got something. Um, I think we're always going to feel, we're always going to see inconsistencies in their performances. I'm even talking like they, they didn't perform well. They performed well. It was well. a couple... It was Saka mistakes. I remember Saka made a mistake for the Chilwell goal. He made a mistake for the second goal as well, wasn't it? The, the Zuma goal. Yeah. yeah. And so that was two mistakes and two penalties. So really, I, yeah. I wouldn't... You know, a win is That's a win. The, yeah, a win is a win at the end of the day. And if you score four goals, obviously it looks like you've performed well. But if you look at the balance of the 90 minutes... There's question marks there. And that's why I say they're papering over the cracks because I'm not sure how sustainable that is if they continue like that. And I think we're going to keep seeing inconsistencies with the performances if they continue to just chop and change the start, starting <laughs> 11 every week. I mean, I, I don't think Frank Lampard knows what his best team is. He's playing Werner on the wing. I've I got, got a question about that. Yeah. Do, you, do you, obviously, you lot played, watch the game, so it was Werner on the wing and Tammy through the middle. Mm-hmm. Do you think that in terms of like team balancing um, and maybe I don't want to say system but yeah in terms of the team balance and to get the best of that Chelsea side do you think that is the best is that the best um, option because it is a, it is a little bit similar to how we play um, a Bamiang on the left I'd probably say the for now with, the thing with Werner Actually, no, is, yeah it's not yeah sorry go on kids the thing with Werner is that it's not similar to what we do with a Bamiang because when you watch Werner on the wing He's occupying the touchline. He's not even making runs into the box. He's not coming in. He free roams sometimes. Sometimes you see him drift into a central position. Sometimes he goes on the other flank, which is what I noticed. But he's not making penetrative runs in the box. He's not looking like he wants the ball. He's not... Do you know when Abamian, he's so hard to pick up? When he starts running diagonally into the box, it's, like, it's basically like he's playing like as a number nine. It's something that Henry used to do a lot as well. He can pick up the ball on, like, on the side of the pitch. 
and start moving towards the box, driving our defenders. Werner's not really doing that. And he's not even at the end, on the end of like chances either. He's not getting many I think, chances. I think, in the game. I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest difference in their roles. Where Aubameyang is finishing off our moves, I don't think Werner's in the side to do that. I think he's he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't even get many chaos. chances. Yeah, and he doesn't even get many chances in a game. But I can see why Frank Lampard's playing Werner. There I do like him though. I do like him. I'm not gonna. No, I, think I, he's like a, I still think he's a top player. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's looked very he's good. Player. He's looked very good. I think. He's been unlucky. He should have scored a few more goals, but um, I don't. Think I think I, I can. Think. I can see. I can see why Frank Lampard's playing him there for now because they're a bit light, and I don't think he wants to be playing Havertz on the wing anymore. He don't. I don't think it was working, so he's decided to bring in Abraham and put Werner there, and I think Havertz is looking a bit more better in the central areas. But Pulisic came on in the game, so it's only a matter of time till Pulisic gets his place back. Werner goes back up top. Zach is still to come, so it's early days. I'm not saying that Chelsea. They're going to continuously performing badly, but I need to see some sort of identity there because I'm not too sure exactly what they try to do when they're on the pitch. Like, I don't see a style of play near enough. I don't know what they kind of do. They don't really press that high level. What they, I mean, every team presses now in the Premier League, but you know how Liverpool press in packs or like as soon as they lose the ball, they want the ball back within seven to 10 seconds. That sort of, I don't really see that with Chelsea. When in build-up, it's kind of like they're passing it around their defenders but I'm not, I'm not really trying to see what the idea is when they, they're in possession. So, obviously, they ain't got their strongest team out right now. So, I'm not going to conclude on that. But let's just see how it goes. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah, that's I, think, I think Chelsea, going forward, they are, they are scary. As an, attacking, as an attacking force, they're scary because they've got options. They've got so many options. Like, they've got Hudson-Odoi, they've got Pulisic, Zayek. They've got Werner, who could play on the wings. They've got Tammy up top, like Havertz, obviously he's there as well. In this game, where Chelsea couldn't really break down the low block from Crystal Palace, we started seeing Jorginho from deep playing long balls over the top to Tammy. Obviously, Tammy, he's a physically imposing striker. Do you get what I'm saying? So even if, even in like games like that, where there's a low block, they can go long. Do you get what I'm saying? They've now got guys that can play on the wings. They've got Chilwell, they can play down that channel. I think once it all starts to click, this team could be a real force, I'll be honest, because they look good. But they didn't look good, obviously, in this game, but I think having that many options, that's, that's, that's what you want, isn't it? You want to have a headache in who to play. So I think going forward, once Frank Lampard actually understands what he wants to do, Chelsea can actually do something. But until then, we'll, we'll just see, innit? Papering over cracks, like you said. But um, let's go on to Everton. They've now made it four for four. Uh, Yamez and Domin- Dominic Calvert-Lewin, they seem like they're just not slowing down at all. Obviously, it's not just them, it's the whole team, but boy, Everton could really break into this top six. Mm-hmm. If they carry on playing like they're playing now, we can really see that because Yamez hasn't slowed down. He hasn't slowed down. He's playing at a phenomenal, phenomenal um, level right now. Did, they, did you guys watch the game? No, I missed it. No, no one caught it. I watched no. it. You watched it. What, what were your thoughts on Everton? It's, it's more of the same of what we've more been the same. seeing. Yeah, I, I agree. Season. I agree. They're, they're looking imposing at home as well. Like They look like they're a team that now they're going to be beating teams that they should. Because I always thought with Everton, they're a tough team to play when you're a big team. But when they're playing against a lesser team sometimes, you see results and you're like... How have they lost this or yeah. like what's happening? But now, three spells where they just yeah, 
now I feel like they're going to pick up a bit of consistency and start beating teams that they should be. And they're always going to be a problem against the big teams because that's how Everton have notoriously been in the Premier League. So when you're saying they could break into the top six, I totally agree with that. I think they can. I think they've got a big chance. When I watched their performance against Brighton and compared it to Man United's performance against Brighton, the difference in, in domination of the match is unbelievable. Yeah, Brighton ran the game against Man United. But Everton, they were in complete control of this one. I can't even lie. Like, yeah. They looked like the bigger team. They... Like it said, they imposed themselves on Brighton. Four goals, another four goals. Like, what, what can you really say about that? What can you really say about that? And this this might sound mad, and I, you know, you're gonna say, oh, it takes it back to Arsenal again. But when I see Yamas doing what Yamas is doing, it it makes me want to believe Özil has one last one last run in him. And I say this because. I, I'm not going to say that I thought Yamas was finished, but I don't think Yamas still had it to this level. If you get Ozil playing in a system under a manager like Arteta, doing what you want him to do, bro, imagine a, an Ozil party, Aubameyang. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, That's what we want. That's what we want. You guys aren't saying much. Like, What, what do you think? No, I'm done with Ozil. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm, honestly I, can't I, mean, wait, I can't wait for him to leave, honestly. I don't want to. The thing is, because I haven't seen him play in a long time, and now we've got party and there's a lot more structure and all this, it makes me think, yeah, that could be it could be a thing. But I just have to remind myself of the last time I saw last couple of times I saw Ozil play, and I really wish I remember the game it was. But there was there was a certain game, and then I remember he had the ball and he played a pass and it was like to to Torero or something like that. And it and he underhit it. And they like he underhit the pass, and I was just like Fam, Ozil doesn't do this, mm. and I when I and, and like when I saw that I was just like, yeah, man, this like he just I, I don't know. Obviously, like I could be just be re, be reading into it too much, but when I saw that I was like, yeah, man, I don't, I've, I'm done, I'm fully done with Ozil. But I mean, we need creativity and we need to try. I think like we and we can't get anyone else in until January, so we might as well try all our options. You know, there's a possibility that he might not even be registered at the start of the season. He's, he's registered, you know. Oh, he is. I saw I saw a list and Pablo Mari and Cedric aren't on it, and I was so confused. Oh, they've done it already. I saw it. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I saw a list. With obviously, obviously not. Obviously, Cedric's now the window. On it. No, now now the window's closed. They'll probably they, like do the they've final got tomorrow. They've got till tomorrow, I swear. Yeah. Okay. Because actually, no, no, it's till the sixteenth. It's till the sixteenth. Bro, because... Cedric ain't on it. Bro, I was confused. I saw a list and Cedric went on it. So I was like, Why what? would we buy him if he's not going to be on that? Bro, and Marie, Marie's back on what? December? Like November, December? So, Socrates to be fair, the, to be fair that, that makes, with Marie, it makes sense because if he's not back in training till December, he probably won't play a game till yeah, yeah, yeah. January. So yeah. that, that makes sense. But Cedric is a weird one. Martellini's under 21 as well, isn't it? So he doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but then. I feel like the biggest thing with Everton for me, yeah, is that it's Ancelotti because that typically they've always had that good. Their teams have been good and like, they've been good enough to challenge the top four or the top six or whatever. Mm. But now, like with with Ancelotti, he's a manager that I trust, and I feel like he's a manager that gives them a lot of stability. Like, like obviously, he's had some down moments the last couple of years, but he's a manager who, if things are going a bit that like he should be able to steady the shit for Everton. I think, so I think it could be a real threat. I think we don't give Ancelotti enough credit in the sense that 
we always say he's a great man manager. We always say he's a stable guy, all of that kind of stuff. But tactically, what he's got Everton doing, bro, it's it's little things, little tweaks like telling Calvert Lewin, I want you in the six yard box. I want you there. That's where you score your goals. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's only what four games in, but I, this is probably the best run of form Calvert Lewin's been on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's little things like that that you have to I respect. Th- I think that I think one thing they say about Ancelotti is that like with him tactically, he doesn't obviously it, it's can it can be an, an indictment as well, but he just wants you to do like when he gets players in he brings players in, mm. he wants you doing what you're what you do, what you yeah, do. what you do. Yeah. So like I was, as we see with Yamas, he like we don't really see Yamas that he's just about on the pitch just creating chances like you said he's probably looked at Calvert-Lewin and said okay yeah this guy could probably score more goals if he's you know doing that, this that switch he keeps doing <clears throat> yeah I love it I absolutely love it it's it's so simple but it's it's just opening up the pitch for them it's making stuff happen literally mm. just gets the ball looks up Dinier where are you boom 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 every time he's like, I think he's created he's created the most chances in the Premier League yeah probably this season yeah Sorry, Steve, what did you say? He's addicted to it, like, every time. Like, <laughs> it's obviously a tactic, isn't it? It's obviously yeah, an instruction. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it as well. Time. And even with, like, it. Alan and Decore, like, they're just, they're just, they, they're not asked to do anything special. They just focus on their strengths. They didn't even miss that lot on the weekend, to be fair. Mm. They didn't miss them. Yeah. Sigerson played well. Six yeah, Sigerson did play. They've got, and Awobi, to be fair, came in. Richarlison got injured. I mean, to, to his credit, he played well. I've got to be honest. So, when I look at Everton, they've got they've got the minerals and they've got a good enough squad to actually make a go of it. When I look at their back four, I like their full-backs a lot. I like their full-backs. I think Michael Keane's a decent defender. I Is think Godfrey guy good? So I don't really remember him from... I haven't like, watched him the Premier Norwich, they were getting packed in, so I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Tell you. But um, I like Michael Keane. Everton have got a better full-backs than Man United. Facts. <clears throat> Facts. Probably got a better midfield too. Nah, nah. Oh, nah, nah. Maybe. Nah, man. You know, nah. I think so. Nah. nah, Pogba, Bruno, Van de Beek. Nah, man. Nah. And Matic. Pogba, I can't Matic. Like Bruno, this Bruno guy, yeah. Bruno's not as good as people. Like, he's not that good. I don't he's think he's not that good. I don't think he's Say that again. I don't think anything's changed with Bruno's performances. He's always been Yeah, like, bro, he's like, the goals and the assists that he's getting, yeah. He's 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 a he's a numbers merchant, and it's, it's distorting what he does. Love it. Pitch, like, to, to be fair, like he he can. That's one thing. Like, I, I mean, if there's one like if there's one criticism, like like okay, it's not the one criticism. But I don't know what I'm saying, but from what we've seen so far in his career in Manchester and when he was at Sporting, he like production. He's a productive player, and whether he plays crap that not crap, but whether he plays. Six out of ten, seven point seven point five, six point five out of ten all the time. The fact that he gets he he consistently gets numbers like well, he's a risk taker. That's the thing. He's always going to get numbers. He's a risk taker. Like man, he's probably the amount of balls that he probably doesn't make might be quite high. But there's going to be two or three that go through, and then he's going to get the assist for that. He that's his game. He's a proper risk taker. So I I think he's a I think he's a big I think he's a key player for Man United. Although sometimes he's very frustrating, if you have a good structure behind him, I think you need that type of player sometimes. You need someone that's going to keep trying it. You know, keep... have a good structure behind him. That's the, that's the big thing. Like. Yeah, so that, as soon I as think he loses the ball and those defenders are 1v1, they're licking their lips. 
That's, yeah, like talking about Man United right now is, is you look at you look at the investment at the back line, they've invested. There's no excuses there. It's just poor investment. It's not like they've not been backed. You got 80 million to buy a defender and you chose Maguire. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't sit here and say I feel sorry for Ole because I believe he would have said that he wanted the centre-back. I don't believe the club are going to buy someone and the coach doesn't want him. I don't think that makes mm. sense. If that's mm. what's happening, then I do feel sorry for you. But you wanted Mamba Saka, you paid the 50 million and now you should have a good defence. But you, for some reason, it's not working out. You've got tellers now. It has to improve now. You've actually increased... You've actually I, I, and I, I hear he's not even that great defensively. But who's identifying these players? It's true. Uh, it's true. Right, lads. Let's um let's quickly finish up. Um, Saint Maximus. He dropped a good game against Saint, who? Um, Saint, Saint Maximus. Maximus. Oh, Maximus. Saint Maximus. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Saint Maximus. <laughs> he dropped a good game against Burnley. Furthering. Whoa. Turn it off, man. What the. Furthering Steve's agenda on um, what do you call it? His Pepe agenda. We didn't even talk about Pepe. It's not even a Pepe agenda. It's not. But he when I thought he's... he's better than Pepe, you guys lost it. But you can see that this guy's a very good player. And he's if, talented. He's talented. A very talented player. So it's not mad to say it. That's what I'm saying. Fair enough. And then um, City versus Leeds. We saw Master versus Apprentice almost. Ended 1-1. City dropped points again, which I do think is quite concerning because I think they should beat Leeds. But um, I know, Steve, you watched that one. Do you want to give us a quick rundown of how that went? Yeah, it was end-to-end. Like, end-to-end throughout. It was mad, really. But not mad because you know what um, Bielsa is about. Um, Yeah, City were really intense in the first half. They kept um, winning the ball back from Leeds high up on the pitch. And City didn't really take advantage of it. But... um, Sterling had a chance to to make it 2-1. He's running through on goal and then he was just faffing about. But he looked sharp in the first half. They do, they do need uh, a striker, though. Um, they need Aguero. He's back in training. Yeah. He's not too far away from um, being back with the team. But yeah, they definitely need a striker because I don't like this. As much as it was nice, it was, it was nice to see them interchanging. Like I think Rodri and De Bruyne were the deepest with like uh, Torres... Foden, Maris and Sterling sort of interchanging, which was nice, but there was no real vocal point. I don't know. It didn't seem like... It, it seemed nice in terms of the intricate passing and stuff, but I didn't feel like they were ever going to score other than the times when they won the ball high up the pitch, so... How was how was Torres and how was Diaz? Torres, Diaz? What do you mean? How was Torres and how was Ruben Diaz? Oh, um, Torres was okay. He didn't do anything, like, impressive or outstanding, but... He looks good. He looks tidy. And Diaz looked okay as well. There was a few times in set pieces where he got his head on it and he blocked a shot as well. But yeah, it's, it was just his debut. And it was a really, it was a messy game at times because it was raining as well and, you know, things were happening all over the place. So I didn't really get to to see anything else from him. But yeah, he's tall. Like, he's a big guy. I don't know how quick he is, but him and Laporte, they look like a, a solid partnership. Uh, physically, sorry. Just aesthetically, but... Yeah, it's early days, isn't it? Let's see. I want to ask you a question, yeah? So um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I read that, obviously, the window, transfer window has closed, but the English transfer window is still open. So what that means is, so Premier League to Premier League, you clubs can't do business, but um, Premier League to Championship and vice versa, and League One 
and all of that. That's a business. So players could still go to the championship from the Prem and players from the championship could still come to the Prem. So let's make it fun. In terms of, let's look at the top six. Who's one player that the top six each should be looking at from the championship? Or I don't think anyone here watches League One, but if you do... Listen, all I'm saying is uh, there's two players that I'd like to take. Ben Rama. Ben Rama's one. Obviously. But the second, hear me out. Josh King. I'd take Joshua King. At Arsenal? I'd take him. Do you know what? I wouldn't take him. I'd take him as a backup player. Like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's what I'd take him forward. Not, yeah, not to start. Not to start. But I want him... I think- yeah, I'd like him like, on the left or up front. Like, I think it's a good option, you know. Yeah, but I feel like they're trying to like Williams. I'm so stupid like that. Yeah, nah, I, I take him as a if. Nah, nah, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't waste my <laughs> name. I'll be honest. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. Nah. I'd put, I'd potentially look at um, Cantwell. In terms of Arsenal. Yeah. Do you know what put me off Cantwell? Um, who was it? Was it the was it their um director who was saying what was he saying about him again? The sporting director. What was he saying about him again? Was he saying he he is worth that amount or something like that? He thinks. Well, no, no. He was saying he was saying he shouldn't move on too soon. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, and I, I kind of agree with that. I think we need to see. A bit more. I don't think we should make the mistake. Yeah, like I, I, like I said, I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't. I'd take a look at him, and if if the price was right, maybe. But and but then even then, I don't feel like he's that much better than our youth prospects got, and all of that. Exactly. So. We've got like a, so, a Smith Rowe there. We've yeah. got like a Reese Nelson who can do something. I don't think we need to to spend what forty million on a, on a young English. Yeah. Nah, he exactly. hasn't shown enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. How about how about any of the any. Uh, of the other top six clubs, who do you think they should? Oh, is it true that um, Welbeck thing, by the way? Free agent. He's terminated his contract. No, mutual. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, so, why, um, why, why, why did they do that for like Wilshire and that, by the way? Um, I don't know. I think that was mutual as well because... Um, yeah, he, but why though? Because they didn't, they didn't... That's not a normal thing that we see, is it? I don't know. Just to get him off the books, I guess. That's mad. Yeah, I don't know where he's going. Plus, it allows him because that they were never going to set him on get money for him. So maybe oh, just, they they just want him like you can go find. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Another right, United because they're looking for a white winger. But they've they've really got that guy coming in Jan now. So is it yeah. is it necessary? Is it what? So they've brought him to go into the team, the first team. I, I don't know, but like I think so. Because I think they said the only reason why he's not coming now is because of um, passport, passport yeah. and thingy issues. Otherwise, he would have come in now. So I'm guessing he is coming into the team. Oh man, okay, fair enough then. Yeah, but Sa is somebody like I would like him at Arsenal, but they they paid quite a bit. For, I think they paid 25 for him, so they'd want more. We can't afford him. Mm. He's still very raw, but I could see him being a good player. Mm. But yeah, I don't. One of the, I think one of the top clubs should try and take a risk on him because I'm not saying he could become a Mane, but Mane was raw when he first came and he refined this game. And we saw what Saar was about at times last season. He's got ability. So, aren't Spurs looking at a, a defender, centre back from the Championship? I don't know if it's true. I saw them linked with someone. For that that insert there. I heard that. I heard that on a podcast today, but I, I didn't. I wasn't listening. 
to who? Away. I think it was a Swansea, like, I think it's a Swansea centre back. Yeah, I don't know who it is. I mentioned Swansea, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, let's see. Man. Right, lads, it's been, um, it's been a good conversation. Productive, you know, entertaining. It's party time, as, we, um, as we've said. But it's actually champ and champ time. I'm not going to lie, it's not party time yet. So champ and champ time. Who wants to lead us? My, my champ of the week is uh, Jose. Um, go back to your former employers and absolutely tear everything up rip everything to shreds they look sharp Son and Kane look sharp quite a few of their players look sharp so I was criticising them after the Everton game and rightly so because that was a poor performance but yeah that was very impressive and it's a, it's a big statement to go and win 6-1 at Old Trafford that's big man um, my chump of the week has to be Harry Maguire um I've been on to him from the jump because I think he's shown that he's not good enough to play for United. Yet, I'm not saying one day he can't be. I mean, he can. he's still young. He could still grow to be a good centre-back. But at the moment, it's, it's, it's sad to see because he's an £80 million player and he's making... They should play three at the back. If they play three at the back, that, that will show them up a lot more. Yeah, probably. They're not good when well, they're playing the, that 3-5-2. Maguire, Maguire thrives in a three as well, so... Oh, Rashford and Martial as a split striker. Yeah. They play three at the back. It's an option, isn't it? It's an option. Bruno would have to hit bench. No, they could play a 3 5 2. Play three, I, yeah. don't he, I don't think he could be good in a double pivot. No, 3 5 2. So him still hit him as a 10. Yeah. Two behind two strikers. Him as a 10. Oh. Bruno as a 10. And then two strikers. So. Huh? So five at the back, two midfielders. So no, 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 no Greenwood and Rashford then. Rashford and Martial. Oh, so no, they've got Cavani now, so probably that Rashford and Cavani or no Greenwood. Yeah, it's no, an option, isn't it? The same way we do what we do. They, it's just something to think about, isn't it? But yeah, um, I'll go. Anyway, ahead. Some, someone is touching bench now because because of Cavani. I think that's I think that's a decent signing for them. I, 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 I think he's on the bench, mate. He's touching bench for. I think Martial's touching bench, man. Nah, I think nah, I think nah. if Cavani hits the ground running, Martial will find himself on the bench because Martial's out <laughs> for three games. Martial's out for three games. If Cavani lands in them three games, that, that could be it. I can't lie. Even like in terms of, I think I think Cavani should come in straight in from the jump because Cavani's like he's not playing I, in months. No one. No, he he played in Project Restart. Did he? Like you, yeah, apparently you played. You played in the first. He played in like the first game or something like that. So like, it's, it's not like he like he. It's like he has. He hasn't played in months, but he has got some sort of fitness. But I feel like with Cavani, like he's more. He's a he's a more traditional kind of nine. And like I'm not like Martial has been good, but with Cavani, you've got someone who's a kind of more traditional nine. He's still he's mobile. He's not like he's like a lamppost. He's mobile. He's he's got a great movement. I feel like it like you're, you're probably balance of the team. Right now. I think I think moving for the balance of the team, it like Cavani's probably the better option. I, I don't you know what you know There's you know no what's chance. Not, There's no you know what's chance, not good bro. enough for me personally. I don't think sending Lukaku and bringing in a 33-year-old Cavani to now start him makes any sense because you don't go from like because mm. obviously Lukaku's a traditional. But we're forgetting. We're, no, but Cavani's a lot like Cavani's no, a no, lot. No, no, no. Cavani, Cavani is good. Don't get me wrong, but he's the, the profile of the player doesn't make sense. He's thirty-three. Lukaku's had age on his side, was banging goals, but they wanted to move away from that. 
They wanted to have that front free interchange and all that. So it makes so that makes sense. But if you're gonna now go back, Cavani to offer Cavani like to be fair, like I get what you're saying. But Cavani offers what you're like. He still offers what United want because for a large part of his career, when when he was at PSG of Ebro, he was playing off the left Bro, and he so was still scoring. There's no issue. This is so smelly. We're talking about front three that all got 20 goals last season. Cavani yeah, does Cavani not start in that, man. Oh. He ain't starting in that. I hope he knows that. I guess so. I no way. So. And I hope Oli doesn't mess this up because you've got he's... three very good young players there that can slap goals for you. Don't mess Bro. it up and bring But is he not the best goal scorer at the club now? I, I don't know. He's what? Like he's finished now, isn't he? He might. He might be the best pure goal scorer at the club, but can he do everything oh, else? But can he? Can he actually? Would he come and bang in the goals here? Nah. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you're right. I guess the thing we we have to we have why, to see. Why, why do United consistently do this old player thing? Like they they like getting players when they've finished in their prime. Lack of planning, bro. Yeah, it's Ibra, Cavani, Igalo. That needs to stop. Poor planning. It's poor planning. Obviously, the what do you call it? It's just not good enough. The recruitment is poor. Can you imagine we're signing party on deadline day and they're bringing in Cavani, 33. They're all the same fans that was laughing at us bringing in William, by the way. But anyway. Right. My champ of the week is um, Ollie Watkins. Good performance. Hope to see many more because I actually do like him. And um, champ of the week, I'd say it's just Liverpool, in it, as an establishment because you don't take seven, man. My um, champ of the week has to be Arteta and Edu for for raising my spirits because on the weekend, I don't know, I don't, they have no idea what they've done to me. I thought, that's it. Like, but they pulled out a bag, Charlie Watts. Yeah, man, all of that. That was that was brilliant. Give me that feeling. That was great. Um, my champ of the week. It's between, obviously, it's between Klopp and Ole, but I have to give it to Ole. The reason why I'm giving it to Ole is because... I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like this result is, is this could happen again. I don't think it's happening to Klopp again. I don't think it's happening to Liverpool again. Man United can get packed in again. Have you seen their next round of fixtures? They could. They, they, I don't know where they could be after all of that. So I think on there is. Chelsea Arsenal is going to pack in United at Old Trafford. No, no, no. Probably not. I think, I think Chelsea could. You know, I can't even lie. Probably not. Chelsea in, could. It's more likely that it could happen. Like if it happened again, are you guys going to be really shocked? I mean, I'm going to be really shocked if it happens to me. I expect, expect Oli to lose his job if that happens. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I think he, yeah, I think he loses he it this time. Again, two more times, finished. It's finished. Yeah, well. That's, I think he, that's, that's terrible. That's worrying, honestly. If you're conceding this many chances, game after game after game, game and you're conceding, got, you've, got, you've, lost, you've lost your players. This isn't I normal. think he should be sucked, personally. I think I think we've seen everything we've needed to see. But I get it. They can't just be changing managers sucking. You have to stick with it. So I understand they're not going to suck him. But Poch's I'm waiting. so happy that they're not going to because they're not going to go anywhere with this man. They won't. Poch is waiting for this job. Poch would elevate this team. I'm not saying he's going to win a Premier League. 100%. But he takes yeah. them somewhere and he makes them challenge for the big one. In my we, said this, we said this last year. Good does. young players. We've seen what he's done with young players. Rashford, Greenwood... Marshall, you think they're not going to love playing under an attacking coach like Poch with ideas? But anyway, let's hope that don't happen. But um, yeah, my, my chump is um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. My chump of the week goes to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And uh, my chump goes to Jurgen Klopp. Can't be taking seven as the champions of England. Right, lads. 
that is all she wrote today hashtag the weekly canon follow us on twitter follow us on instagram at twc football subscribe to us on youtube at the weekly canon and we will be back next week with more amazing content for you guys Take care. Bye.